Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. is the number to call. New York baseball season has come to an end. A very promising season. A very fun season, really, throughout the course of the regular season. Ups and downs with the Yankees season, where they were so up early on, then down a little bit in the middle of the season, finishing strong, winning that division, winning the division series, and now getting swept out of the ALCS. You know, The Mets, we know their story by now. Consistent regular season until basically the final week where everything went up in flames, but you know, we talked about Subway Series and the hope, and neither team held up their end of the bargain. Yankees got a little bit closer, but in the end, neither team was good enough. And I do think that, you know, moving forward, there's great reason for optimism with New York baseball. The Yankees, even in a bad year, seemingly win 90-plus games and make the postseason. The issue that you have now is, and you're starting to see it, you know, I read uh, one of the articles from the Post that I guess will be in today's paper from Ian O'Connor, that, you know, he's talking about calling out ownership. And basically, it's a shame Hal can't get fired because he should be fired. And it's odd how the tables have turned because for years, year and year, every year, year after year after year, it was, oh, Sal, the Mets got to fire the owners. Oh, the Mets, Wolpon's got to sell the team. Blah, 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 blah. And I used to just say, hey, there's no point to talking about the owners because it's never going to change. And one day it did. It did change. The Wolpon's did sell the team, and Cohen has taken over. And it does provide at least, I mean, with the Mets, it's a totally different story as far as where the payroll from where it was to where it is gone and where it is going to continue to go. But... It's hope, and it's only year two when Steve Cohen, so there's a different direction. With the Yankees, Steinberg is not selling the team. What are you going to do? That's the real problem is that the Yankees have gotten themselves with a, a new owner now, the son of a former great owner. And I know that George obviously had major issues, but you know the one thing that George didn't have was an issue with doing whatever it took to win. And I hate even referencing it because it's old by now. You know, it's been gone a long time, so it's it's not going to change. But that is part of the problem. Where ownership used to be, hey, we can't take this losing. Let's go buy every player and see if we can win. Now it's not like that. They do spend a lot, 
and they've still been a very, very successful franchise where the majority of teams would kill to have the success that the Yankees have had. Except the Yankees. They need to do better. And this offseason, to me, showed you where Yankees hierarchy is at. Last year was the year. A bad regular season after doubling down on 2020. They doubled down and they were wrong. They barely made the playoffs and they got ousted in the wild card in one game. And they didn't make any changes as far as Cashman, as far as Boone. They didn't make any organizational changes, significant changes. And then they made even worse, they made a horrible trade with Donaldson and IKF as opposed to just going out there and signing some of the top free agents available and changing some of the feel with this team. I used to expect the Yankees to sign Manny Machado, sign Bryce Harper, sign Carlos Correa, sign Max Scherzer, whoever the top dog is. And now I don't. It's been too many years. Why would you expect it when they don't do it? And that's a big part of this problem. Robbie is calling from Lennox. What's up, Robbie? Hey, Sal, good to talk to you. Great show, great monologue. I agree with basically 100% of what you said. It's a philosophy problem, not only from ownership, but a philosophy problem from, uh, from, from, the, from the ownership to Cashman. This construction of this team is ridiculous every year. You cannot put together a predominantly right-handed team in Yankee Stadium. I'm not talking about power numbers. I'm talking about the fact that you have to have left-handed bats to combat dominant right-handed pitching in the postseason. And the Yankees continue the same garbage every year, bringing in more power guys. Think about this, okay? Now I'm not saying Gio Urshela is a great player, but Gio Urshela used to put the ball in play. He went out and got Josh, Josh Donaldson, a guy who strikes at 200 times. Where is the thinking in the process of that? Where's the he analytics? He said flat out, Robbie, I'll never forget yep. it because I was yep. stunned by it. He said flat yep. out, we upgraded at third base both offensively and defensively. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. You know what my favorite move tonight was though was Matt Carpenter coming up with nobody on. And I, I you know me, I can't stand Boone. It's not his fault though, I agree with you. But how about Trevino batting for himself in the ninth and just to show you the lack of depth? The idea of carrying all these pitchers, let me tell you so. I mean, I've been a Yankee fan. I'm losing my voice, but I've been a Yankee fan since 1970. I watched Gene Michael play, okay? Play shortstop, okay? And the philosophy of baseball and the analytics to me drive me crazy. The idea of risk, and by the way, I agree with you. There's no way that Boone with three generations of baseball is making a decision to put Rizzo up to start the game. How the hell do you bat Anthony Rizzo first without putting somebody in front of him? Think about this. Anthony Rizzo batted first. With two guys batting under a hundred behind him, how stupid is that? How analytical is that? That's analytical. That's just they, wow, they think dumb. they 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 overthink everything. Yeah. I mean, oh that, that's God. part of the problem. Yeah. And and I'm not opposed to now, now. Let me just say a couple things here, Robbie. Yeah, go ahead. I, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. I, yeah. You finish Absolutely. this. Point. Number one, I don't necessarily love Boone as a manager either, but it's not his fault. There are two no, separate I agree. things I agree with you. here. I agree. With so you. so if you ask me what I want to change, I, I could understand that and okay, suggest who I might want to bring 
Dan. You know, I would love the right. idea of hiring Bruce Bruce Bochy or Buck Showalter last year, whatever it may be. Right, but right. it's not it's not Aaron Boone's fault. The other thing, the Yankees, it's not to you don't it's okay to be reliant on analytics to a certain extent. Get all the information, then make decisions off of that. The Astros use analytics maybe more so than anybody else, right? In their organization right, they right. use it very well. But they also have Dusty Baker as their manager. Uh, they're going to have balance there. They they have a guy who's able to manage the game. Right. Well, well, right. I would assume. Now, I don't know the inner workings of these. Same thing with the Mets and Buck Showalter. It's not like Buck doesn't have data or doesn't want data. It's just different. The Yankees organization overthinks. And, and I know this just from watching from afar. It's blatantly obvious. They overthink everything. Day-to-day overthink yep. everything. Yeah, and the thing is too is that what bothers me is that is that the team has gotten old. Now you talked about the 2017 team, a team that you know was exciting, overachieved, young baby bombers. Think about this: they have a 36 year old third baseman. Uh, Rizzo had a good series, but he's older. You have a 34 year old uh, second baseman who didn't even play in this series, and they really miss DJ. I mean, he's made the team older. And they, you're right; they don't have a left fielder. They don't have a consistent third baseman. They don't have a shortstop. I mean. Again, there's so many pieces that they need to to work out. I would like to see next year. Let them go with the kids. Look, you know what? Let me tell you something, Sal. I would take non-playoff years just to have a general manager brought in who could develop a farm system. When the hell is the last time that Brian Cashman ever developed anybody besides Aaron Judge? Tell me all the great players and the great farm system. Look at the Houston Astros. Now, look, I know they fell to the bottom a lot of years. They were able to go to the bottom with the draft. But they drafted Tucker in 17. They got Alvarez with the Dodgers organization. They went out and get young players. Look at this kid. They have a shortstop. They said, Correa wants to walk. Let him walk. We got this kid at shortstop now. So they continue to bring up players, bring up pitchers and stuff, right? Fantastic. Thanks, buddy. Always always great show. Yep. And look, well, thank you, Robbie. I appreciate you checking in. And I was talking to Fleeks about this during one of the breaks. Cashman better hope that these young prospects turn out. Now, remember, it didn't happen with Gary Sanchez, Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, even Gleyber Torres. Bust. Gleyber Torres has been a bust relative to what he was supposed to be, what he was expected to be when they made that trade for him. He was supposed to be one of the better players in Major League Baseball to turn this team around, and he did play well in 18 and 19. He has been a bust since. He might be the main culprit. But think about all these names. And now it's going to be Cabrera, Peraza, Volpe, Dominguez. How we've heard about those guys, right? Forever. Don't want to trade any of them. Just like Cashman didn't want to trade any other guys. It's cost them. They have not been all-in Yankees in a long time. And guess what? The results show it. Bob is calling from Bayside. Good morning, Bob. Sal, I agree with this woman, Lynn. Uh, uh, let me talk about Boone with tonight's game. Right from the first. Bob, it's end. it's kind of it's kind of early for you. You sure you don't you're not going to get any sleep this morning? I mean, sleep this morning. <laughs> well, well, if we were talking Giants, I'd be demanding your apology if, uh, about Daniel Jones. Uh, we'll have. Hey, call me tomorrow. We'll get into uh, Daniel okay. Jones. Okay. I, I know he's been playing bad, right? Uh, anyway, Sal. Uh, 309 yards between passing and running today he produced. No, right. I, we'll talk about it tomorrow. He, look, right, Daniel right. Jones, is, he's, they're winning football. He's been playing well. What do you want me to say? Okay. Well, you've been dissing him for the last year and a half. But anyway, let me talk about Boone. Right from the first 
inning. Anybody could see. Any other Yankee fan will tell you this. It was obvious to me, and every, Steve, uh, Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder could see that Nestor Cortez had nothing, that something was wrong, radically. He was missing pitches wide, high. He wasn't working fast the way he normally does. Uh, he was he was three and two with everybody, and when he walked two men in a row in the third inning, Boone should have come out with the hook, and I'm going to tell you why. They put up a graphic. All year this year, not one game did he ever walk two batters in a row. He had no command, nothing, and Boone couldn't see it when Stevie won when Ray Charles and me and every other I will Yankee. say, I will say, Bob, that I found it odd. Like, Boone knew about the groin issue, right? And then they knew enough to go out there to check, hey, are you all right? Because something's clearly wrong, whether it was the metrics and numbers telling them the velocity was down, something he saw, whatever it was, they knew something was off. And in a spot like that, why the hell would you then let him pitch to Pena? That didn't make any sense. If you know that he's off, even if he says, yeah, you got to, Boone's got to have better control at that point and say, look, I love you, Nesty, but this is, this can't, we can't risk this. You have a lead there. What do you think's going to happen if he leaves one over the middle of the plate to Pena like he did? Game tied all of a sudden. Sal, you've, been, you've, been, you've been around, and you know, you can tell when someone is either out of gas or, and Nesta had but he nothing. knew. He knew, Bob. He did know. And, and so you it's, also know that, that pitchers always say, I, I, I'm okay, I don't want to come out. They lie. That's the point. Right, right. exactly. My he second knows point that. about you're, Boone you're right. If when, he knew better, and yeah. if he knew better, he should have taken him out. And I do believe he knew better. That one will probably stick with Boone for a while. Okay, one other thing. The, the woman, Lynn, is absolutely right. Cashman does not call him up and tell uh, Boone to lead off Rizzo and to lead off Torres and to lead. How, how come it took weeks for Boone to see that Beta was a perfect leadoff man? He has speed. He puts his bat on the ball. He's fast, uh, and he and he proved tonight he's a good leader. Why did it take Boone so long to realize Beta is his leadoff man? I don't firmly believe Boone is filling out the lineup. I really oh, believe. Come on, Sal. No, Bob, you got to get with the times. The Yankees have basically said as much. What they said, and then you do with this info what you will. This is years ago. Cashman said the analytics department comes up what they believe what is the best lineup for that day's game. They bring it to Boone. They let him do with it what he may. So he may alter it a little bit here or there. But I mean, these are lineups. It's a collaborative effort. It's not just Aaron Boone going based off of a hunch or going with his gut a lot of it is data driven i'm sure certain decisions and i don't know which ones maybe it was his idea to move Bader up i'm not sure exactly how that works but it believe me it is a collaborative effort with that lineup sal you've been around a long time rizzo judge they are three hole and four hole hitters they're not leadoff hitters who the heck's yeah, putting them in for leadoff hitter in today's day and age, Judge had a great year batting leadoff a, a large part of that second half there for a while. He was batting lead, in the leadoff spot. Yankees got hit with the injury bug, and they moved Judge up, you know, during the chase of 62, and, you know, he was... That's the, only re that spot. That's the only reason he let off, so he'd have more at-bats. It was only in the last few weeks that he was leading off. Mm -hmm. He wasn't that's leading off. He was hitting third and fourth all year. No, he hit second. Judge is their, their two-hitter. Okay, but not leadoff. Yeah. 
He only gave no, him. No, one. I know, but the second the, 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 down the stretch there when he's trying to hit the sixty second home run, he was batting leadoff. But the point is, Judge is not a prototypical two hitter either. But that's what he's been. That's what now the game has evolved to where you have the best hitters on the team hitting in the two hole. So this is not. Yeah, I mean, so his, in my, in my back in my day, Judge would be fourth, Rizzo would be third, or whatever. Or fifth. Yeah. Here's my here's my last point. By blowing that that situation by not bringing Holmes in, he extended the the series with Cleveland to five games, and it caused them going with no rest, with a plane, with getting on a plane at, at midnight, and 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 they they became a tie. You know, I, my theory was that the Mets fight with the Braves caused the Mets to be a tired team going into the wild card game. They were burned out, and the, and and Boone blowing that Holmes game, the third game against Cleveland. Caused them to go five games, have no rest going into Houston. And by the, the way, domino, these games were basically close. The Yankees the were domino not effect. Yeah, but no, they weren't bad. They got swept. But Bob, let me ask you, so you don't want Boone back, I'm assuming. You want Cashman back? And Ka- Well, Cashman I, uh, made a lot of good moves, but those one glaring move, and nobody knows this statistic. Check, check Donaldson's record at Yankee Stadium, even when he was good. Through ten years, he never ever hit at Yankee Stadium. He hit for twenty, thirty points. Well, do you want him back or not? Do you want Cashman back or not? I can, I don't. I don't care about Cashman. He, he makes but he's good the moves. one who puts the team together. What do you he, mean you don't care about Cashman? He's made a lot of good moves. He brought he brought in Holmes. He brought in. Mike I, I didn't say he didn't. I didn't say he didn't. I'm asking if you want him back or not. I don't care if he's back or not. But I know one but thing. But Bob, how Boone can you say? Hello, thanks for the call, Bob. So Bob wants Boone out and Cashman back. I don't understand it. How do you guys want one the, the guy who hired the guy you want out, you want him to stay? And you want Cashman to pick another guy? Guess what he's gonna pick? Another data applicator. I mean, at this point, I know somebody called a couple weeks ago talking about uh, Jeter. I, I'd rather have Jeter. Have Jeter and Mattingly come back. Nostalgia and maybe better off. Jeter's gonna put some winners in that line. Give him some money to work with. I guarantee you this, it'd be a difference in philosophy from Jeter to Cashman or from Cashman to Jeter. But you guys, how could you say Boone out? This is not Aaron Boone's fault. Not even close. Is he a great manager? I don't think that he is. I think he overthinks, but I think that's by design. That's what they want him to do. Cashman's the one who built this thing. He's the one who hired Boone. Yeah, he made some nice moves. He's also made some hideous ones. You think it was Aaron Boone's idea to bring in Josh Donaldson? What's worse, batting Anthony Rizzo leadoff or trading for Josh Donaldson? Sticking with Clark Schmidt for an extra inning? Or trading for IKF thinking he's a great defensive shortstop. I mean, come on. I don't get some of these guys, man. Even Sandy Alderson in 2015 trying to tell Met fans that Wilmer Flores is an everyday shortstop. I've watched baseball my whole life. I can tell you within two seconds, Wilmer Flores is nowhere near an everyday shortstop. But yet, the actual general manager of the New York Mets believe that he is. Wrong same thing with Gleyber Torres. I watched Gleyber Torres and said, this is a mistake. You don't take him off a of second base where he's good. Why are you playing him at shortstop? And again, the general manager of the Yankees, wrong. Talk show radio host me, correct. 
How do I see that Glaber Torres is not good defensively at short, but the Yankees don't see it? Same thing with Connor Falefa. What are these scouts looking at? Maybe they're actually not looking. They're looking at the numbers because that is something that Boone has referenced many times afterward when defending IKF. Well, oh no, he's one of the best defensive shortstops. Based on what? Are you watching these games? Are you got your head in the in the the trapper keeper. You're looking at the binder. Or you're looking at the guy play. I watched them the first week and said, "This guy's not a good defensive shortstop." Yet Peraza, you could see right off the bat, right at right, right away, immediately, he's a stud defensive shortstop. I mean, what are these guys doing here? Keep looking at the numbers. Doug is calling from Long Island. Good morning, Doug. How are we doing, Salvatore? Doug? Can you hear me, buddy? I got you. How are you doing? Oh, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in a good mood. Um, <laughs> listen, I, I'm i a Mets fan, so Yankee fans are not going to want to hear this. As a Mets fan, I realized we fell for what we saw early. We overrated the team. The Yankee fans, you had somebody complaining, why is he playing Carpenter? Aaron Judge had a historic season. Carpenter had a higher OPS and OPS plus than Aaron Judge. Yankee fans were in love with Trevino. They were in love with Carpenter. They fell for everything with this team. And you just had somebody a little while ago telling you, oh, he kept running Carpenter out there. Carpenter got hurt August 8th. He had 10 at-bats in the playoffs in nine games. And Bob just said they lost to Houston because of the Cleveland series. No. The Yankees took five games to beat Cleveland because they were barely better than Cleveland. They lost to Houston because Houston is by far defense, offense, running the bases, fielding. They're a way better team than the Yankees. That is what happened. And Agreed. Well, that's what I said to start the show. I think the Yankees actually overachieved this year. To, to start the year. And we mentioned those guys exactly right. Carpenter or Trevino, you name it. They're just not as good. It was telling that the Yankees did take five games to beat the Guardians, where, I mean, going in, I would expect them to handle the Guardians with ease, which they did not. Um, to me, one, the Yankees last season ended. Brian Cashman said, he basically said, get better up the middle shortstop in center field there were players out there Stalin Marte and like five shortstops they did not get one of those guys they lied to their fans they didn't do the best thing possible for this team to win secondly I told you I honestly believe the Braves and the Mets both suffered and struggled in the playoffs because while everyone else in baseball basically fell into their place and knew where they were going to be and coasted into the playoffs, except for the Mets and Braves, who it was a dogfight, and it hurt both of them. The Yankees, that's 61 home runs for Aaron Judge. They ran this kid into the ground. They played him every day. That home run thing, to me, was a big thing. And there's nobody going to tell me that he didn't wear out and get tired, and it didn't affect him. And he struggled in the playoffs, and he's going to be held accountable for it. But I honestly believe, Running him into the ground to get that record playing every day hurt them. I, I'd hurt him in the playoffs. I honestly believe it. 
I don't think you can dispute that. I mean, it's your opinion, number one. There are no facts behind it, but I think it makes sense uh, if, if at the very least, mentally. Forget about even physically, but think about it this way. They'll take guys out of a no-hitter or a perfect game to make sure they rest them and keep their arm healthy. But with Aaron Judge going for 62, they are playing him every single day, even though the division was within hand. I mean, they clinched the division. They still have Judge going out there and trying to hit the home runs. And I know Judge wanted to do it, and I get it, and it was a great run, but I, I would agree that it, it at the very least took something out of Aaron Judge. It had to have. He's human. Agreed. The, the other thing, I don't know how teams basically had this Division One in June. How would they not have like some kind of semblance of a batting order going into the postseason Instead of going into the postseason with a mumble jumble, not knowing who they were going to hit, scrambling every day, changing lineups. I, yeah, I, that's another thing. I don't think they had an offensive identity. And listen, as much as people are knocking Judge right now, give the guy credit because without him, they might not even have made the playoffs. They might they might have been a wild card team and scrambled. Other than Judge, historic, good pitching. I'll give their pitching credit. Other than Judge. To tell me, what about this Yankee team was so special that we thought they were going to be a World Series team? I don't really think there's anything else. No, there is. There isn't anything, and I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to be a World Series team. I know myself. I just felt like, and I told you, I think part of my issue is I always believe in the Yankees because I saw it in the 90s. And I know it's completely different and asinine. One has nothing to do with the other, but I'm brainwashed. And maybe I'm bracing for it, knowing that, oh, they're going to be in the World Series. I, I don't know. I'm just being honest with you. I think that's a large part of it because you watch this team. I never thought they were any good, even when they were winning all these games to start the year. So if I didn't think they were good going into the year and they were winning all these games and I'm like, something doesn't add up. I don't believe in this team, and yet here they are playing like the 98 Yankees, at some point you got to give in and be like, huh, you know what, maybe they are going to be that good. And look at the American League. The American League stinks outside of the Astros. Right. Uh, tomorrow night, 12 o'clock, do you know? Uh, from my oh. schedule, you mean? Yeah. I do not. I think it's 2 a.m., but I'm not 100% certain yet. I don't know if we're taking Monday Night Football or not. Oh, I forgot about Monday Night Football. Maybe I'll have to wait till Tuesday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic about the Jets being five. I'm sick to my stomach over this breeze hole. Yeah, you know it's terrible. It's terrible. So I got to call you uh, Tuesday then. Yeah, let's I'm talk some Jets. Yeah, it's terrible. No, I know. Let's talk some Jets tomorrow night. I'll be on, I think, right now at 2, but it could change. But just plan on 2, and thanks for the call, Doug. As always, appreciate checking in. Yeah, I mean, we'll do plenty of football all week. It, it is on a day where both locals win yet again, and there's legitimate reason for hope, uh, even though the Jets game was ugly as anything and Zach Wilson wasn't very good, but just to lose Brees Hall like that sucks. I mean, that absolutely sucks. The guy's a stud, maybe the best offensive weapon that we've seen from them in, geez, how long? I mean, you're talking about years. What, since Curtis Martin? What would you say, Fleegs, Brees uh, Hall here, the, the most exciting offensive weapon since when? Yeah, Curtis Martin, no question. And that, if we're talking about a young player that the Jets drafted, there's not right. one in my lifetime, maybe ever. Like, I don't think yeah. Keyshawn was this exciting. He's a receiver. At least in the last 30 years, nothing close to the excitement Jets had, fans had from Brees Hall.
That's oh, that sucks. And I know it's part of it, but God. And look, they have still. I mean, it's a good thing they have Michael Carter backing him up. It's a good thing they still have some weapons in the passing game. It'd be nice to get Eli Moore back, get his head on right, and get him a part of that mix. I mean, not that they're going to come out there slinging it all over the place anymore, but without Hall back there, it is going to change some things. And eventually, if you do want to make the playoffs, Jets are going to have to throw the football. Anyway, we'll get more into them tomorrow night as we'll do both. And look, Giants were great again coming back in the fourth quarter. Daniel Jones, a winning quarterback. Dable putting his team in position to win, and they've done that. They can run the football at will. They can run it when they have to. There are great signs for both the Jets and the Giants. And I don't care what anybody says. You don't want to believe in this Giants team? And I've been one of them, thinking, oh, at some point they're going to fall off. I thought that line was begging you to take the Jaguars yesterday. I don't understand how. Oh, excuse me. Begging you to take the Giants yesterday. How are the Giants three-point underdogs? And sometimes the odds makers get it wrong. Yesterday was one of those days. Anyway, they're 6-1. and one. You can't fake that. I don't think all of a sudden the Giants are going to fall off the cliff here. And for the Jets, it's going to be a huge matchup against the Patriots. We'll do plenty of football tomorrow, but I want to keep it today to the Yankees. 877-337-6666 is the Yankees are going home. Baseball season in New York has officially come to an end. The Yanks get swept by the Astros in the ALCS. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal Licata back on the fan. Plenty of football to get to throughout the course of the week. Today we're keeping it to the Yankees for the next hour and a half. We're going to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry, Yankees season comes to an end. A rough weekend, a rough series for the Yanks. But, you know, we talked about this when I last left you on Friday morning where people were saying, oh, can, I, can, I, can they get swept? And I was saying, well, this is how sweeps happen when you watch the results of those first two games. It felt to me, and I believe that I said this to whoever called and was talking about that, that I believe the Yankees were more likely to get swept after being down 0-2 than they were to come back and win that series. You just had that feeling. The Astros dominated them. And I know that the games weren't blowout games necessarily, but man, it was just you never felt like the Yankees were close to winning this series or really being competitive in this series, especially after Game 1 where the Yankees had an opportunity to kind of shock the world with Jamison Tyone going out there doing his job. You know, the Yankees no rest and champagne celebration the night before and pitching not lined up and all that. And then even then they had uh, Verlander on the ropes, couldn't get to him. They couldn't take advantage uh, of the opportunities that they had. And then they kind of gave that game away where Boone was going to the lesser arms. I don't know how you can justify that. Going to, you know, sticking with Clark Schmidt an extra inning, going with Frankie Montas in that game. Oh, man. It's game one of the ALCS. And they just kind of gave it away. Anyway, Yanks, a disappointing end to what was overall an entertaining season for sure. Winning the division, historic year for Aaron Judge. But maybe a, a little bit of a house of cards type season to where the Yankees overachieved in the first half and they built up such a big lead they couldn't get caught in reality they weren't really ever that good 
And I'm not saying they weren't better than the Blue Jays or the Rays because I believe that they were. But they weren't ever that good. Championship good. And the Astros showed, and that's the biggest disappointment now that you have the Astros showing that they've gotten even better since 2017 when these teams last met. I don't even count 2015. That felt like so long ago. Plus, it was just a one wild card game. 2017 is when this rival really started with the judge-led baby bomber Yankees losing in Game 7 of the ALCS, 2019 Game 6 of the ALCS, and now in a four-game sweep. The Astros have widened the gap. It's not supposed to happen like that. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Stewart? Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, let's just say infinitely. Infinitely disappointed that that was to be expected because they just flat out did not hit with runners in scoring position. They didn't get the clutch clutch hits and the batting order. What the heck? What was that all about? I mean, why couldn't they realize that Beto was a good leadoff hitter weeks ago? Why couldn't they realize they should have kept Judge in the three-hole? Enough with the home run chase. Oh, come on. You know, that was that was entertaining. But look what it did to him for the postseason. Well, I mean, we don't know for sure, Stuart, if that had – I don't think it helped necessarily. No, Although I did think – I did think at the time, and I said this on the air plenty of times, that now there's not a pressurized situation that Judge can't handle after dealing with the pressure of needing to hit a home run every time up. How could he not produce in the playoffs? I don't think it was pressure, though, that got to him. No, I just think Judge might have been – yeah, both mentally and, and maybe oh, physically well, I, as well. By the way, do I get my wish this winter? With? Do I get my wish? What's your wish? Boone out? Out of here. Done. We need, I don't believe so. We need, we need voices, new voices, new. And I'm going to take the book. <clears throat> I want to take the analytical book and burn it. <laughs> and burn it. And then burn, baby, burn. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Enough with the analytics. Come on, Sal. They don't even know. They have no clue. They don't know. It's not not just. They got to use the analytics to a certain extent, but there's got to be a balance. They they overthink. They overthink it. They overthink overthink everything. Right, exactly. Look at Houston. I hate the Astros going back way back to 1969. Way back. Why do you hate the Astros in 69? Because in 69, <clears throat> they beat us 11 of 12 times, the Mets. Oh, God. You hate the Astros for both the Mets and Yankees fan perspective? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I only hated the Astros, uh, I was going to say one year in my life, but then in no. recent years I haven't liked the Astros because of cheating. By 86, the Astros weren't a rival with the Mets. They were, they were the West team. The Astros. Yeah, but the West team? But look what they did in 69. 11 of 12 times, they beat us. Yeah. But yet we won the World Series. Yeah, it was 10 years Thanks before I was born. Number 41. And the yeah, number well, 14. No, I, I got and it. Let me ask you, though, Stuart. Let me ask you. Do you have faith or confidence in current Yankee ownership that no. they will make a change? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't. I don't not. see it either. I mean, anything's I do possible, not but see that at all. I don't. And I told you. And I told Mike. I said I want them to sell the team because they're not. They don't do the right thing. They they're not going to sell the team. So there's no I point in bringing that up. 
I would yeah. say, wait, we should find somebody to buy it off him. Oh, get yeah, out of right. here. Go home. Go home. It's not going to happen, Stuart. The only <laughs> thing you could do is maybe go back to the Mets now. <laughs> I told you, who can do that? <laughs> yeah, no, let's not get into that. Not what? today. Okay, no, no, let's not, not get into today. that. But, I'm, no. but I'm, what I'm impressed is we have football this year. I know. Both New York teams are, are looking pretty good, Stuart. And, and thank you for the call. Cool. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I, I hate to, I hate that he goes down like that. Ah, it stinks. But, yeah, it's now it's football season in New York. Now, baseball plays all year round. You know that with the hot stove. And it's going to be – this is not just now any regular off season. This is a huge off season for – New York baseball. The Mets have a ton of free agents. They got to figure out what they're going to do with DeGrom, how they're going to build the team back up to where they can go out there and compete for a division, and obviously Judge. I mean, when it's headlined by Judge and DeGrom, not to mention that you have two teams that are going to be looking to improve on teams that, you know, the Yankees won their division and won 99 games. The Mets won 101 games or whatever it was. They're already good ball clubs. They're going to be looking to improve. This is going to be a huge offseason. Let's get this World Series over with. I'm rooting for the Astros. I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm sure Yankee fans are going to root for the Phillies. Met fans are going to root for the Astros. I can't stomach the Phillies. Frank is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Frank? What's up, Sal? I wanted to call to disagree with you a little bit. I haven't heard the first part of your show, so I'm not sure what your, what your take on the Yankees losing their main... You know, the main reason they lost. I don't know what you think, but... Oh, they didn't I've hit. You... I mean, that's it. Well, what about uh, Benintendi, DJ, Chapman, Britton, Efros, Montas, King? I think injuries, you know, sunk them. Okay. Well, you could think that. I don't. I mean, I think injuries are part of the game. Yeah, but that, that's, a, that's a huge amount of injuries to get over. And the Yankees already have an old team as it is. Cha- Chapman wasn't in. injured, by the way. Yeah, well, he was. And neither was Montas. Montas had some issues, though. Well, well, I, I, whose fault is that? I mean, well, you, you're saying it's injuries. That's not. Right. Not with Montas. You want to say Efros, Benatendi, LeMayhew? Sure. But you know what? LeMayhew's been often hurt. I mean, that's the breaks. Were you crying for the Mets when Sterling Marte was out and they lost the division because of it? Did I, you I say actually, that? I actually was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, well, I, I mean, was I, I wasn't. I don't. I, you want to blame injuries? Injuries are part of life. It's a part of sports. So that happens. I, I, I don't. I mean, you, let me ask you this. You think a fully healthy, I don't care, name them all, Efros, Britton, yeah. LeMayhew, Benatendi, you think they're beating the Astros? That that was my point. I think they had enough to do it. I, I no wasn't. Way. I, I, I no like way. agree. I agree with no you. They overachieved way. most of the year. But when they got to the you know when they got to midseason and the, and the trade deadline, I think they did all right. You know, I think they did okay. And and Ben and Well, what was the in, reason for the Yankees? If you had a, you can't curse, so you got to dump that there, Fleeks. Um, B. <laughs> I mean, they beat up bad pitching, but it's not just that. It was more than that. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge was the reason. We've said it all year long. Aaron Judge is the reason this Yankee team is in the postseason, won the division. It was Aaron Judge. 
What did Aaron Judge do in the postseason? So it's convenient for you to say, well, no Ben Attendee, no DJ LeMayu, no Efros. Sure. And would, it, would those guys have helped out? Potentially. What does that mean, though, for the guys that were here? Josh Donaldson, Matt Carpenter, Claybert Torres, Aaron Judge. What, you think Ben Attendee and LeMayu are going to save them? I mean, maybe the Yankees go from, I don't know, getting one hit to three hits or four hits. Maybe instead of striking out 30 times in the first two games, they strike out, I don't know, 20 times? 27 times? I mean, I'll t- It's an excuse. If it makes you feel better, if it makes you sleep better, sleep better at night, then you could do that. That's fine. I never blame injuries. Now, you want to talk about a starting quarterback, losing a quarterback in the NFL? A little bit of a different story. And obviously, there are going to be key injuries that happen in baseball, whether it's a closer or starting pitcher, whatever. These were not... If Aaron Judge was out, maybe a little bit of a different story. Now, LeMahieu, I get it. And Ben Attendee, I get it. And they could be different type bats. I would have liked to have seen them full strength. I know this. They weren't beating the Astros. Maybe they don't get swept, but they weren't beating the Astros. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan. You know what's disturbing? What's going on in Philadelphia? That, to me, is what was supposed to happen in New York. And you can pick whether it's the Mets or the Yankees. But that is what's supposed to happen in New York. And it's a little different because the Yankees are always on top, so it's hard to have that kind of underdog, out-of-nowhere vibe that Philly is having right now. But the crowd, the team, the run that they're on, That's what should be happening in New York. 
That's what dreams are made of. I mean, and the Padres absolutely soiled themselves in this series. Melvin is completely lost. How you do not bring in Hayter to face Bryce Harper in that spot with the game on the line, he's lost. Grisham laying down a bunt in the ninth inning. I mean, the Padres embarrassed themselves. Get lost. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How is Hayter not pitching to Bryce Harper? That doesn't make any sense. You got a lefty like that, a nasty He's got to come in in that spot. And Melvin, he's supposed to be a good manager. Oh, my God. Anyway, the 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 euphoric nature of that crowd, it is just everybody's jumping up and down. The the Philly fans are going absolutely nuts. You know it was the Phillies' year when it's lined up that they have a clinching game of the NLCS at home during the Eagles' bye week because all they care about is the Eagles. And now all those frauds with a PH can celebrate the Phillies because the Eagles are off. Here's what we need. I'm going to hands and knees. Pretty, pretty, please. I'm on my knees. Giants have to beat the Eagles. Giants got to take the Eagles out. I can't stomach. I Philly's had enough. Enough. I may even have to root for the Nets over the Sixers. And I can't stand the Nets. But what's happening in Philadelphia, and that's why I do respect their passionate fan base, even if it is more so for the Eagles than the Phillies. But still, when things are going well, they're out there supporting the team. You see the atmosphere. You see what that's like. That's what it should have been like at Citi Field. And instead, it was not. The crowd stunk and the team stunk. God, the Phillies are on some run. I, I can't. It just doesn't make any sense to me. How is it possible that the crappy Philadelphia Phillies, who the Mets destroyed over the course of the regular season, destroyed, finished 14 games better than, how is it possible they are going to the World Series? How is it possible? A team that boots the ball, throws the ball over the place, they have horrible fundamentals. Their bullpen's been in shambles for years. How are the Philadelphia friggin' Phillies going to the World Series? I just don't get it. And if the Astros don't beat the Phillies, I mean, what does that say for the sport? I'll tell you what it what it says as well is that every team in the NL East has had their run in recent years. I mean, the Marlins don't even count anymore. The Nats in 2019, the Braves in 2021, and now the Phillies in 2022. Why? How is it possible for all these teams? And think about it even from a Yankees perspective. Phillies going back to the World Series for the first time since 2009. How is that possible that the Phillies beat the Yankees back to the World Series? Sports are so many times, I know we sit here and talk about the manager and the general manager and the players don't get it done. A lot of times, luck is involved. It's got to be. I mean, that's it. There, There is no justification for it. No one will ever convince me. I don't care if the Phillies won the World Series or not. No one will ever convince me that the Phillies were a better team than the Mets this year. You cannot convince me. I don't care what happens. and I don't care if they sweep the World Series. They are not a better team than the Mets this year. And yet they're going to be World Series champions. It just makes no sense. Tom is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Tom? Okay, Sal. How you doing? 
Yeah, okay. Um, okay, I'm good. As far as Boone is concerned, you said that um, it's not his fault, right? And, you know, I agree with you because he don't play. But he's got to be able to inject some kind of, um, you know, energy into that dugout. You know what I'm saying? He's got to be able to mentally get these guys up, you know, at least that. And and analysts or not, these guys are professionals, man. They have to be able to rise to the occasion, adjust the situation. And a couple of times I heard that the Yankees batters had a shift on them and they couldn't even hit past the shift to the other side. I mean, you know, they got to play with confidence, man. You know, Boone well, gets up there in the interview. Huh? How's that on Boone? We're talking about, I guess, a couple of different things here. I don't think, no, A, I'm, the Yankees no. are constructed properly, and B, if you ask me if I think the Yankees could do better in the dugout than Aaron Boone, I do believe so. I feel bad saying that because I like Boone. Personally, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, but I that's think all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's not Boone's fault, but, you know, he's got to be able to kick something into them guys, man. And I hate when he gets into the interviews and says what the lead the team needed to do or couldn't do at the time. Why? Why? He never, Why he couldn't do it at the time? He never hold. He never holds a team accountable. That's the problem. He never. Yeah. Boone is. Oh, he's always an apologist. And thanks for the call, Tom. He's always an apologist. Oh, this guy was great, but Aaron, he gave up five runs in the second inning. Yeah, but I think he had great stuff aside from that. Or IKF can't fill the routine grounder. Yeah, but the metrics are saying that he's good. He is a mouthpiece, an extension of the front office. That's it. He's a data applicator. And personally, like I said, I think he's a good dude. I was hoping he could finally break through and get better. I don't think he showed well this postseason. And similar to where we talked about with the Mets, where if they hired Hugh Quattlebaum or whoever the hell they were looking at, or Matt Quattraro, uh, I always get them mixed up, Matt Quattraro instead of Buck Showalter, there would have been an unknown, and we would have been, oh, well, I don't know about this guy. Let's see what he could do. With Buck, there is no unknown. Same thing with Dusty Baker. Look around at some of the managers now. Bruce Bochy going to Texas. Hey, the Rangers may lose, you know, 90 games next year. It's not going to be because of the manager. And the Yankees, I don't think you could say that. I think you could say that they can upgrade at manager. Dan is calling from Oxburg, New Jersey. What's up, Dan? Hey, how are you? Hopefully I'm in a good service area. You can hear me. How are you, Dan? Hey, I'm doing good. So my question to you is, how do you think uh, this postseason is going to affect Aaron Judge's uh, you know, contract offering coming up for the next season? It's a great question. I'm not sure, though, that it has much to do with it overall. The same way that I would say that you can't overreact to one full season, even if it's a historic season, 62 home runs, you can't overreact to that or over then react to the postseason. I mean, I think it's probably not somewhere in between, but Judge is going to get paid, and thank you for the call, Dan. i got to take a break. Sorry to keep it short, but Judge is going to get paid regardless. There's going to be a team that's going to value him, whether it's the Yankees or the Giants or whoever else, that's going to say, we think this player is worth $350 million. We think this player is worth $375, whatever, $325. And they're going to give him that contract. They're not going to say, ooh, well, he struck out you know, 20 times in the postseason and didn't hit as many home runs as he did in the regular season. Teams aren't dumb enough to think the judge is going to repeat his regular season. But they should be able to rely on a guy who is a top player in the sport that's going to hit a ton of home runs. So to answer your question, 
I don't think the postseason is going to impact the contract really much at all. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.